683,000 jobs were lost. 683,000 jobs were lost in the month of December, in one month, in the household survey. Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, it is well after midnight on Monday. Congratulations to Big Blue, Michigan. Took down the Huskies. Took down my Longhorns, unfortunately. So uh, no more college football. And uh, it's time for the big boys to play. The pros will start their playoffs this weekend, which should be fun. Hopefully my Cowboys don't choke again, make some noise, maybe even go on the road and beat San Francisco. Anyway, uh, it's great to talk about team sports in our business. There's uh, a lot of analogies that go with it. I know not everyone's into sports analogies here and they get turned off and they think, oh, it's just a boys club and you're a dumb sales guy. And that's true. I am a dumb sales guy. But not a boys club here. I've got three girls, and my girls are awesome athletes. In fact, I'm going to Vegas this weekend uh, for my 10- and 8-year-old daughters. They have a club soccer tournament in Las Vegas. So I'm excited about that. Got some travel, and I'm on day three of a five-day fast cleanse. And I have not had any sustenance whatsoever for like 10 hours. And I'm not even joking. So, uh, And I worked out tonight. So forgive me if I ramble, if I go too long. But here we go. The jobs report. What did the jobs report? Remember, it's jobs week. So there's a lot of data that comes out during the entire week. It's not all about just the jobs report. So let's break that down. So on the first Friday every month, the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, puts out their uh, jobs report. So this jobs report on the first Friday of January was for the month of December. And the expectation was for like 170,000 jobs created in the month of December. Now, it's not really December. It's the second half of November to the second half of December. So that's important because remember what I said for like the last 90 days. The soft landing is over. It only gets worse from here. Why is that? Every time there is weakening or softening in labor data, to me, that's a problem. If one person loses a job that is in a declining trend more than we expected, that is, that's a harder landing. So we're trying to save as many people in this rolling recession that we've been in. Housing's been in a full-blown recession. Manufacturing's been in a recession. And now we're starting to see weakness in the services industry, leisure and hospitality. But we'll talk about that um, in a second regarding the ISM, the Institute of Supply Management's services data, which has an employment component that came in it, part of jobs week. But let's stick to the BLS jobs report from Friday um, before we get into that. So the headline number was 170,000 jobs created in December. Now we know as time goes on, the economy is slowing and getting weaker. That's proof because we had a 4.9% uh, GDP. I think it was revised down to point. Seven or 4.2, I can't remember at this point, for Q3. Um, and we are not going to sniff a quarter like that in the first, uh, in Q4, or Q1 or Q2 of 2024. So growth is slowing. There is disinflation. There's deflation. We're importing deflation from China with their two months of deflation. 
And we'll see that this week on Friday on the PPI report, the producer's price index, which shows how much cost inputs go into producing goods. When you pull price inputs in from China that are deflationary, that PPA, PPI number um, is a lower index number. So, um, so the second half of December and the first half of January will come out the first Friday of February on the January jobs report. So I anticipate this trend of weakening and slowing growth to continue. So why am I talking about slowing growth? We had over 200,000 jobs created on the uh, December jobs report. Well, the headline number is kind of like, to my sports analogy, see how we've come full circle in four minutes and 17 seconds. If you looked at the score and your team won your football game, uh, that's great. But your defense played like crap if you watched the whole game and you lost your starting running back going into the playoffs. That's not good. So the devil is in the details. I cannot think of a better breakdown for the BLS jobs report than what I saw a couple hours ago. Um, I looked at uh, Dan Habib over at MBS Highway, highway.ai. Let me tell you something. It's very interesting. I want to break this down if you have not followed it. This is very, very good. So there's a household survey component which is volatile and not always accurate, okay? But there are seasonal adjustments that get made in that household survey, which makes up half of the BLS jobs report. And uh, Dan did a good job. They always do a good job over there. Uh, But they really looked inside that headline, that stunning headline number. I never watch the local news. I never watch TV. And I just happen to watch it because there's a freeze warning. And uh, here in Corona, it's like 42 degrees. That's why I've got this thing on here. uh, so, uh, the headline number is like, there was a job beat, you know, 216 or 220,000, whatever the number was. Um, and all the local news reports, they, they feed that and they say that, but then they don't get into the details. They certainly are going to get the details on a local newscast. Heck, I got people who, you know, uh, you know, I, I really respect and they don't even get into the details. Here are the details. 683,000 jobs were lost 683,000 jobs were lost in the month of December, in one month, in the household survey, okay? Now, the labor force shrunk. So to offset that, they removed 676,000 people from the labor force to reduce that labor force down, which is like 167 million people. So they take the number of unemployed, reported unemployed, uh, and they divide that into... The number of people in the workforce, which is a lower number by 676,000 in one month, okay, to come up with the unemployment rate, which they got to 3.7%. Now, if some butts are candy and nuts, what if they add it back in, which Dan and team did? They add, What if you added that 676,000 people who left the labor force? 62.5% down 0.3% from 62.8%. That is, um, you know, Anticipation rate. That's a big. That's a big number in one month. In one month. Anyway, if you add it back to that six hundred seventy-six thousand, we're looking at a four point one percent unemployment rate. Now, I know that that's not how you do it, but just for conversation's sake. By the way, four point one. That's the entire year's target for the Fed on December thirteenth when they put out their dot plot and they said where they think the unemployment rate will be in twenty twenty-four, the entire year. Okay. So that to me is is getting a more hard landing, less good news, not great news. Now there's some other things in there. Multiple job holders that are on this report that are counted favorably, 
all-time high, 222,000. The highest that number has ever been in the history of ever. Uh, full-time employees lost 1.531 million. 1.531 million jobs lost. Full-time employees. Part-time added 762. We're trading out a ton of full-time employers for part-time jobs. That is a weakening economy. That is massive. So um, weakness in the economy is not great. It hurts um, the, the the poorest in our uh, in our communities. Six percent unemployment rate currently for those who are only high school educated. That's brutal. So um, anyway, I still contend the soft landing is over, and it's only getting harder from here. The Fed is fighting inflation. And yes, wage inflation did go up in that report, but on a weekly basis, not by a lot because there are less hours being worked because the less workers that are left around are working their asses off because their teammate just got fired. So worker productivity is going up. And now we're going into a weaker quarter, Q1. It's freaking winter. It's cold. So it's a lot less business to get stuck. Is there a floor on oil prices? We will see. Uh, Saudi uh, cut by $2 a barrel. A floor on oil prices um, could set a floor there on um, inflation reduction. Huge numbers coming out. CPI is out Thursday. Consumer price index. The Fed is fighting inflation. They're fighting inflation. Uh, let's see where inflation goes. They cannot keep their interest rate so far above market rates. And by the way, I have never personally said we're going to see a cut in March. I think it's too early. The market on the CME tool has said that. But remember, that CME hedge for futures bets on the Fed cuts is also a hedge for people's pipelines. If there was a World War III or another pandemic and the stock market crashed, you bet your ass those numbers would go down. Those futures are bets as a hedge against people's long-term stock uh, prices. Where I actually think, with a gun to my head, where we're going to get a cut, first cuts in May. I even got a steak dinner on it down below. Let's have a great week. Rates are trending lower not in a straight line. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Las Vegas. We are here for my kids' soccer tournament. Oh, look at these little monkeys. Look at the monkeys. That's my son. Uh, okay, 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 okay. All right. So we got uh, we have CPI and PPI that came out this week. And um, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like the jobs report last week, right? The headline number on the consumer price index, everyone was like, um, oh my gosh, like, it's crazy. It's just not going to be good for the Fed cutting, and they're never going to cut in March. Honestly, I, I don't know many people that think they were going to cut in March, but then after the headline number is done and you look under the surface, uh, you see, uh, wait a minute, the economy is weakening, and uh, and that's a problem. So, uh, by the way, we're here for my uh, 10 and 8-year-old girls. They're both in a soccer tournament. My 8-year-old uh, daughter Aria, named after uh, the uh, like the uh, opera, like when a soprano does their aria. So it's an Italian thing. It means line of God, not the casino, ironically. And um, she, her team won state cup last year, so they got invited here. And then my ten-year-old daughter is guest playing for um, Liverpool. Um, so what we will not be doing as a family is going to Hooters cross street. Um, anyway, so. If you look under the surface, right, like we've had all these nice uh, analogies for um, 
you know, skilled, uh, calm winds, never made a skilled sailor, headwinds, tailwinds. The water looks calm, but underneath the surface, stuff is going down. So if you look under the hood, you look under these reports, you see that inflation is still falling like a rock. Inflation is still falling. Remember, in the CPI, 60% of inflation in the CPI report, 60% of the report comes from homes and auto. And 84% of the inflation in the last couple of years has been from homes and auto. And we know there's lodging away from home. There's apartment rent, which we all know new leases are down and going down the price of new leases for rentals. We saw that home prices have kind of, you know, they haven't had their meteoric rise like they did a couple of years ago. And automotive, they're starting to come down, although insurance, um, auto insurance was expensive, but there's a lot of lagging numbers in there. The PCE, the personal consumption expenditure, that is the Fed measure of inflation that they look at the most. And that's coming out, I believe, next week or in a couple weeks. But the CPI, if you look in the PCE, if you look at these numbers, the last three months or six months, you add it all up, you know, they're on a run rate, you know, under 3% for sure. And I think two of the measures are under 2%. So inflation is falling. That's why yesterday on Thursday on the CPI print, when it came out with that, you know, 0.31% number, that was higher than expected as a 0.3, um, 10-year treasury went up and it came down. And then the PPI came out today, the producer price index, and that number was down 0.1% month over month and only 1% up year over year. We are still importing inflation. China had their third month in a row of deflation. We are reporting uh, and importing deflation uh, in our producer price index. So things are slowing, all right? So that is um, that doesn't mean the Fed's going to cut necessarily in March. I didn't think they would. I think they will by by May. I really do. Um, this these reports reinforce that. So um, last year um, in the fall, I said we need to be looking at the two year Treasury because remember we've been talking about the two year, ten year spread, right? This negative, this inverted yield curve that's a sign of a recession. Well, as you get closer to a recession the two-year then drops down precipitously and then gets back to being below. The yield of the two-year treasury gets back down to being below the yield of the 10-year. Look at the spread in the last couple of days. It's moved and it's really compressed. So uh, that inversion may be happening right in front of our eyes. That means people are going to buy. That means the institutional traders are going to buy, like BlackRock and Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase, are going to buy more two-year treasuries because they want shorter duration because they're not um, feeling it for the economy in the short term. Recession, right? Fears of a recession. By the way, in our industry, fear not. If there is a recession, then the Fed's more likely to cut rates and even faster and a higher pace, and that's good for interest rates, and you get a little spur of re refinance activity. We are, I contend, in a rolling recession. So we've had manufacturing has been negative for over, um, what, uh, 14 months? Housing, we've been in a, you know, uh, recessionary activity for over a year, year and a half, if you will. And so maybe some other sectors will see these recessionary fears. We'll watch the data. Um, again, I'm not in the March cut camp, never have been. Um, I've been asked for a year now to put my um, projection and I'm putting it out there and you're welcome to as well. Um, but, you know, be nice to me. And, um, you know, I, I still think May's the cut. By the way, speaking of being nice, uh, we got MLK Day coming up. I'm going to do um, a video hopefully on Monday from Las Vegas again. We're still here for that. We've got Martin Luther King Day coming up Monday. Um, man, you know, like talk about the peaceful way to agree to disagree. 
that is the way to handle things, especially going into a divisive year, a political election, a very divisive year. Let, let's all let's all learn how to agree to disagree. Um, some people are so nasty with their comments, and MLK taught us to have you know a peaceful protest and. Um, I, I think we could take a page out of his book. Uh, by the way, huge election going on in Taiwan, and it's like a ten trillion dollar issue, right? Like, like all the semiconductors in the world come from that. So, uh, from Taiwan, like ninety percent of it. So, if China isn't happy with the election results, are they going to invade Taiwan? I mean, that's another black swan event. Something that could hurt all of our economies right around the corner. Anyway. Um, just want to say, uh, have a great long weekend. I'll try and get another update out here uh, not too long from now. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, hey, enjoy it. Rates are going down. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.